Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm Tracy Barnett, your host and narrator. Heroes, we are starting a brand new series this week of a game called Arcana Arms. Arcana Arms is a Wild West uh, action-adventure game that uses tarot as its central sort of resolution mechanic. Uh, It's an extremely cool system, and I am very excited for you to check it out and see what's up with it. So, let's not wait any longer. Let's simply get to the show. Alright heroes, let's meet our party for this week. Uh, first up is a newcomer uh, to One Shot, and that is Jacob. Jacob Mooney, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, I'm so happy to have you on. Uh, folks, There would nobody would have any way of knowing this. Uh, Jacob like <laughs> just reached out as a game designer, uh, looking to just chat about game design, which is one of my favorite things to do, and this was in the middle of the pandemic. So in this like long desert of like not talking to anyone or hearing new ideas, like somebody just sort of came along and introduced themselves to what they do, which was a delight to me. Jacob, uh, where can people find you and your good works? Uh, depending on when this comes out, um, my friend and I, uh, we have a we have a company where we're, where we're making board games. It's called uh, Smiling Mythos, and we'll, we will eventually have a social media thing there. It will definitely be at Smiling Mythos on Twitter or Smiling Mythos on Facebook or wherever you Google Smiling Mythos. I think the SEO is pretty good on that phrase, and that's that's probably the best place, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, uh, Jacob, before we move on, I, I did want to ask, we are playing a Western today. So I want to know, what is your soul horse? Uh, the horse that lives inside you, maybe spiritually, that if it were to exist in the physical realm, you would have an instant uh, intimate connection with this creature and be partners really from that point forward. Yeah, so I definitely just madly started Googling horse breeds. Uh, it would be a Frisian horse, which is like just picture a picture of very a very dark horse with a rockin' mane, a lot of hair. They've got like so much hair on their hooves that it kind of looks like they have bell bottoms on. Just a cool looking horse. Looks like it's having a lot of fun and probably cleans up really well. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. We're going to move on to a voice that, that folks should be familiar with uh, because we've we're recorded with them a couple times in the past, and that's Jules Stroop. Jules, welcome back. Hey, thank you. I'm glad to be back. I, I am excited to have you. You are always like a raucous delight when we have you on uh, to these shows. Uh, so I am... I, I'm excited to see what you're going to bring to this. Uh, before we, we get into all of that, though, I w- wanted to know where can people find you if, if they want to see more of your work and support what you do? You should find me on my podcast called The Pod Has Been Cast, which is a um, sci-fi D&D podcast mm. that me and my three very good friends do. It takes place in the void. There's lots of mystery and robots and aliens and people know that know how to use computers. So all of those sci-fi things that you love so much and uh, dice, lots of dice. Very cool. I mean, I, I can definitely see our audience uh, being interested in that. So be sure to check that out, listeners. Uh, Jules, I need to know what is your soul horse? 
I think my soul horse is a seahorse. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Because they're small like me, mm-hmm. and I also live in the ocean, and um, I can hold on to strands of seaweed using just my tail legs, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I have a snout for a mouth. And so you, you, and you're just sort of like looking for a horse that you can really relate to on kind of like a physical yeah, yeah, yeah. level. <laughs> and uh, Jules, I, I just wanted to check in with you because uh, we haven't really got a chance to talk too much like post-pandemic. I do know that you live in the ocean and because COVID is transmitted through the air, you probably haven't really been affected yeah. that much, have you? No, no. Things in the ocean are great. We're just like, what's going on up there? (laughs) The surface sucks. You guys just have to suck down gases all day long. And sometimes those gases are poison. And we're just down here. So you're saying that things are better. And then you just throw your crap down there. (laughs) Where it's wetter. It's better where it's wetter. All right. (laughs) Uh, All right. (laughs) <laughs> let's let's move on to introduce uh, a, a new voice to the One Shot Podcast, uh, and that is Rashawn Scott. Rashawn, welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Yes, it's me. I'm Rashawn. I'm very excited to be here um, and to play this game. Rashawn, I, I am so excited to have you uh, to give the listeners some indication of why I'm so excited to have you on. Mm. Uh, could you please tell them uh, where they can find your, your work? Oh, um, if you want to follow me personally, that's at Rashawn Scott across all the socials, including Venmo. But if you want to hear some of my fun, <laughs> fun work, uh, you should follow at Mystery County or a.k.a. the Mystery County Monster Hunters Club. It is a tabletop RPG that I run with a group of fellow comedians who are so, so funny. We're a D&D group and then we've morphed into this thing. And if you thought Scooby-Doo, if you thought those teenagers got into some real scrapes, imagine if it was 2005. And you're hanging out <laughs> with all of my best friends and solving mysteries in Mystery County in the state of Superior, the 51st state, of course. What One of my favorite things about this show, it is it is a Monster of the Week podcast. So, you know, it is a group of teens sort of like having to solve supernatural mysteries. But the teens on this show are real messy teens. <laughs> they are like yes. creating huge problems with each other every week uh, to the point where I am left in awe of, of the stuff that happens like after just an hour of listening every time. It is a it is a real ride. And I highly. Highly, highly recommend it. It's also given us uh, the beautiful gift of uh, Queen Latifah's school for gifted girls and average boys. And that is. <laughs> yes, that is the school that my character, Shamanda Felt, that's where she attends school. <laughs> I'm watching this show. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm favoriting it as we speak. Yeah. Yes, uh, welcome. Where, wherever fine podcasts are distributed. Uh, Rashawn, before we move on, I need mm. to know. What is your soul horse? My soul horse, I'm imagining just a beautiful chocolate uh, furred horse. I'm not sure if they have hair or horses, but the hair is in those little curlers. And this horse is always just like, did someone just call me? And they just like have to escape really quickly. So whenever they take off, all of the rollers fall out and it's just a beautiful mane just flowing in the wind. I love that. Along the way. Yeah, it's 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 a horse that like you know has to work for its majesty. Mm-hmm. So many horses just kind of roll up out of bed and look fabulous. Some horses put in the effort and it shows. Lower your horse expectations, <laughs> y'all. Like 
<laughs> make room for others. Yeah, we gotta have realistic beauty standards for our soul horses. It's uh, it's it, it's unfair and it creates a real toxic environment. Before, Just say nay. <laughs> Just say nay. Stop it. Before it a full second for that to register. <laughs> This is going to be a good one. Uh, before we move on, uh, I, I would like to introduce Max Beller, who uh, listeners are already familiar with because he is a designer who's featured his games on our show before, and he is back uh, with, with his newest game. Max, before we get into the game, dig into the nitty gritty there, uh, where can people find you and uh, your publishing company and all that? Sure. Um, so right now we're still in the middle of forming it as a company, but uh, you can find me on Twitter at Wolf of Red Roses or on our itch.io page of Wolf of Red Roses as well. Uh, so really easy. Um, if you like meatloaf, you should be able to remember that reference pretty well. But um, other than that, yeah, um, I don't really have a personal Twitter myself. Um, so yeah, if you need to find me or any of my work, that's where you're going to go look. Yeah, please, please search them out on social media and itch.io. Do not search for them in the Secretary of State database. We do not recommend that our listeners search for businesses at the Secretary of State database first. It's a weird thing to do. You can't find any of their products there. But definitely definitely (laughs) go to itch. Max, before we get into the game proper, I I would like to know, what, what is your soul horse? So... I have been looking at horses throughout the duration of this because I don't know anything about horses. A popular thing to do on this Zoom call. Yeah. Uh, Despite me now living in Colorado where there are ostensibly horses that live here. Um, But looking at it, I really like, I'm going to butcher this name because it's, I think, French, but an Adrianus? Adrianus? But it's a big old draft horse that has, like, essentially leg warmers of fur over its hooves. Got those fetlocks. Love to see it. It's a big old thick horse. (laughs) We do love a thick horse. Uh, That horse can do some work. Uh, (laughs) Max, uh, I I would like for you to introduce uh, the game that we're about to play. Please tell us about Arcana Arms. Sure. So Arcana Arms is, um, we're sort of focusing on Weird West, but realistically it's planning to be a whole weird world. Um, Basically, after the American Revolution, um, instead of, you know, the horrible democracy that formed from that, it was a plutocracy instead, which is probably more accurate to what it really was. Um, So, you know... Uh, because a bunch of wealthy landowners decided everything, all people of, you know, repressed backgrounds, poor, you know, no matter race, no matter religion, essentially rose up and did a second revolutionary war. There was no civil war. A good one. Uh, overthrew yeah. pretty much all the wealth of America. Uh, that led to a cascading effect around the world. But um, the United States are no more. It is just called the states now because they all decided to fend for themselves. Um, but the one of the big catalysts for this was the Arcana Arms. These are guns that have existed throughout history in different forms. Um, any legendary weapon you could imagine might have been an Arcana Arm. So uh, now they take the form of guns that are based off the Tarot deck. So the idea is that um, as players, you'll be wielding these Arcana Arms to enact your will upon fate itself. 
That's very cool. Okay, so part of the world building is that these weapons exist in different forms based on, like, the popular weapon of the time period? Yes, they were not always guns. Um, For example, like, we have it in our backstory that, like, Durandadel, Excalibur, you know, even, like, Genghis Khan's meteorite sword, these are all arcana arms taking different forms of the time. Ooh, cool. I like it. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. But now they're guns because, well... Guns are a lot easier for people to use. Anyone can, you know, pick up the gun and kind of have that weapon ready. Not a lot of training needed for it. Yes, yes. Uh, the great equalizer, as the Colt Corporation would would have us think. <laughs> something, um, something. Samuel oh no. Colt made him equal something, something. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> cool. Well, uh, I believe we were going to start off with character creation. Let's Let's do it. Yeah, uh, so I'm not sure if all of you have tarot decks. I believe some of you might, some of you don't. But if you do not, don't worry. I have something here where we can do a tarot reading for you. It'll give me kind of what the meaning is. Um, but yeah, so the way it works of character creation is we will do a tarot reading first to kind of uh, build the baseline of your character stats. You will then have some points you can spend freely on those stats to kind of really make the character your own. And that's also going to determine how you get your gun. Um, so who are we starting with? I'm going to just pick a victim. Let, let, let's start with Rashawn. Hello, hello. All right. Hello. Uh, do you have your own deck or would you like me to do the uh, app I have ready? Um, I need to shuffle these because I did sort them out by suit. Hmm. Uh, but that will take a second. Um, in, uh, the means, uh... yeah, in the meantime, what I'll do is I'll explain kind of the spread we're doing. Uh, we are doing a traditional five card straight spread for the reading. Uh, what that means is essentially the first card we are going to draw here is going to represent essentially your far past or maybe your childhood. The second card will represent kind of your immediate past, what has happened to you up until the events of when the game is starting. The present is going to represent how your current state of mind is, as well as represent what arcana arm you're wielding. The card after that would represent your near future. And the final card would represent the destiny your character would ultimately fulfill if this was probably a more long-form game. Uh, But I'm going to hopefully get those in here anyway. (laughs) But before we uh, jump into it, I I did want to ask, for this spread, should we be having decks that are able to include Major Arcana? I I don't know. Uh, Major Arcana would be included in the base spread because there is the option of you drawing them as one of your Arcana So we, we can't substitute with standard playing cards then, right? No, unfortunately with that one, not. The reading will have to be actual tarot. Uh, We do have conversions once the deck is built um, to, you know, have players use a regular deck of playing cards since, you know, not everyone owns a tarot deck. And they're somewhat expensive, actually. So (laughs) the idea would be to hopefully get something where they can use a different form of deck to still play the game where they don't have to spend, you know, an amount of money that they may not have. Trying to be inclusive. Correct me if I'm wrong, Rashawn, you might need to use the app uh, for at least the initial spread because oh, I think okay. that's a standard deck of cards that you got there. Absolutely. So um, Okay, yeah, I have the app ready. Uh, let me know when I did send you all character sheets. Did you all get those? I, yeah. I, yeah. Yes. Cool. Uh, then let me start with your reading. So your first card is the Queen of Pentacles or the Queen of Coins. This is usually uh, representing practicality, creature comforts, phys- financial security, Um, So this is going to represent your early childhood. So you might have, you know, once again, we encourage you to build your background off of these cards, but you don't have to if you already have a character concept coming in. But uh, generally, this means um, you're going to be maybe growing up in a slightly well-off family or maybe a family that had wealth and lost it. Anything of that sort of nature is kind of what we're thinking here. And since you had a uh, 
coins card as your first card, you're going to put one point into your coin stat. Bitch in. Okay. One coin. Mm -hmm. Let me know when you're ready, and we'll move on to the next card. Ready, ready. Next card, we have Strength. Uh, so since this is a major arcana, instead of putting the point into a pre-designed stat, you can choose whatever stat you want to increase by one. But for the Strength card, it represents bravery, compassion, focus, and inner strength. So this is something that has happened in your recent past that have either brought those characteristics out of you or potentially, you know, you came in contact with someone who had those characteristics who inspired you. Okay, I'll put that in ones. Okay. <clears throat> Finally, you're present. You got the Knight of Wands, uh, which also means this is going to be your gun. So let me go to the guns I have here. And I'll read to you what the Knight of Wands does after I read to you kind of what it represents. This one represents action, adventure, fearlessness. So in the scenario we're running tonight, um, we are going to be, you're all on, the starting out are on a train to San Francisco. So maybe this card represents why you were on that train going to San Francisco. But for the Knight of Wands, the effect here is when the wielder of the Knight of Wands succeeds at a check, the amount they pass that check by, so let's say the DC of the check is 10 and you get a 15, that extra you passed it by applies as a bonus to your next check. If you succeed at that check as well, and you still have a bonus of succeeding, so once again, if let's say the DC is 15 and you get a 20, that bonus then applies as a penalty to your next check. Because the idea of the Knight of Wands while he does go on these adventures, loses sight of kind of his future by going on these grand adventures. Mm, okay. So this is your near future. Uh, you got justice. Yes. Cause and effect. Clarity and truth. Uh, so once again, this stack can go anywhere you want it to go. Uh, so it is about fairness, truth, and the exercise of law. It's karmic retribution for someone's actions. I'm going to put that in swords. Okay. And your final card, your destiny... The Hermit. Contemplation, the search for truth, inner guidance. It is a time for self-reflection, and it is the soul's journey inward to discover what one truly wants in life. Mm. Now, uh, these stats, is it better? I mean, this is the first time playing. Should leaving one of them empty, is that better? Well, once again, after this, you do have uh, some free stat points you can assign wherever you like. So if you do you know, want to leave one empty and then fill it up with stat points later, the idea is by doing that, you can create that balance. Uh, so even if you, let's say, for example, if someone got all swords in their reading, <laughs> heavily leads to the sword stat, but that's the idea of the points is to make up for that imbalance. Okay. So the hermit, uh, that would fall under which attribute? Any, once again, any, Major okay. Arcana, apply to any stat you wish it to apply to. I'm going to add it to Cups. Okay. Uh, and then from that point, you have seven points to spend on the rest of your stats, and then you also have points to spend on your skills. If you want to do that while we move on to the next reading, excellent, mm -hmm. we can review it afterward. Maybe it'll give you time to come up with a concept for what you're doing. Gotcha. Uh, so who would like to go next? Uh, I'd like to go next, actually. Sure. Uh, I'll ask you the same question. Do you have a deck of uh, tarot cards you want to use, or do you want me to use the app? I, uh, at, please. All right, so the first card for you is the Ace of Wands. Lack of energy, lack of passion, boredom. Uh, this is it reversed, actually. Uh, so while normally it would represent a burst of energy, um, so in your, you know, childhood, early past, uh, the energy that you would have as a child maybe wasn't there, and maybe there's a reason for that you'd mm -hmm. like to explore. So that's a lack of energy? Mm-hmm. A kiddook? All right, you ready for the and next that's, card? That's a one in wands, then. Yeah, that's a point into your wand stat. 
Got you. I am ready. All right. Uh, your next card is the Chariot. Direction, control, and willpower. So this is sort of representing, once again, kind of like how we had the last time, either your own character's sort of control and willpower being forced into a situation or meeting someone or having an event where someone else's willpower and force of, like, personality affected you. Maybe it represents a lack of control if someone else did this to you or were you finally exerting control over your own life. Got you. And that's my that's my recent past. Mm-hmm. Okay. And once again, since that is a major arcana, you can put a point into any stat you wish. Okay, cool. I'm going to put it into cups. I, I have an idea for what character I want to build, so I'm going to try to... I'm going to try to max wands and cups, so so far this is going great. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right, let me know when you're ready, and we'll move on to the present card as well as your arcana arm. I am ready. Okay. You got the Seven of Swords. Ooh. Deception, trickery, turning a blind eye. So yeah, as I said, this should probably represent why you're on this train to San Francisco. So maybe you were duped into getting on it, or maybe you're run- yourself running a con on someone and uh, you need to go to San Francisco to do it. But for the Seven of Swords... So, uh, in this case, um, there is a mechanic we haven't talked about yet, because that's probably going to come more into play, but you do have Fate Points in this game, which you can spend to do various things. So this one relies on Fate Points to do its mechanics. For two Fate Points, you may ask myself, the GM about the next course of action any given individual will take in the near future. So basically, if you want to know, all right, I'm in combat, and I want to know what that guy's going to do on his next turn, you can spend two fate points, and I can tell you. Or if you're curious, maybe you're, like, following someone, and you lose, and it's like, all right, I spend two fate points. Where was where was that guy cu- trying to go? What was he trying to do? Kind of learning that. I like that a lot. That's perfect. All right, let me know when you're ready. We'll move on to the next card. I am ready. All right, you got the Ace of Coins. Opportunity, prosperity, new venture. It basically represents that a new opportunity is going to arise in your future here that you can take advantage of. And your final card representing your destiny, the Five of Cups. Loss, grief, disappointment. Perfect. It signifies despair and sadness that is brought about by a loss. So, you know, you might be losing something here when your destiny finally comes calling. Or maybe you're responsible for someone else losing things. I am all for it. Um, all right. Dope. Who is next? <clears throat> Jules, why don't you go? Let's do it. All right. Your first card is the Four of Coins. Greediness, stinginess, possessiveness. Nice. So this is about sort of how being these traits can, you know, turn into negative for you. It's all right to, you know, kind of be a little bit thrifty, but to hold back on both emotion and, you know, your own willingness to give can eventually poison your own soul. Mm. So remember, this is for your far past, so this might represent something that happened to you in childhood. Um, Could be your family, could be someone you knew, anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. You have the Nine of Cups, Comfort, emotional stability, and luxury. This is about an environment surrounding you that has these kind of things. It has this, you know, comfort. It has this stability, luxury. It's indulging in the joys that life has to offer without getting absorbed by those joys and it becoming the only thing in your life. Okay. I like luxury. (laughs) Who doesn't? (laughs) All right. You have the Ten of Wands. This is accomplishment, responsibility, and burden. 
It indicates that you have been working extremely hard in order to turn something into fruition, to make some plan come to pass. Uh, and as for your gun, let me go to the Ten of Wands. So this is an interesting one. Uh, this one actually allows you to spend either uh, your own health or your stress to essentially get a bonus on any of your checks. So the wielder of the Ten of Wands can spend their stress or health at a one-to-one -one ratio to give themselves a bonus action on or a bonus to any draw. So essentially, if you have a check, you can go, all right, well, I'm not too confident in this, uh, so I'm going to spend five health to give myself a plus five bonus. So you're sacrificing a bit of yourself to ensure your outcome, kind of. Oh, I like that. That's kind of fun. Okay. Your near future. Another wands. This is the six of wands. Reversed, actually. So this is self-doubt, lack of recognition, punishment. For some reason or another, you are either starting to doubt your own abilities, or instead of getting public recognition that you expected, you are now being punished. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Okay, gotcha. We'll see if your destiny is a bit more uh, joyful than that. Maybe. Let's see. <laughs> What is this hellish okay. game? Ten of Cups reversed. Shattered dreams, broken oh. family, bad relationships. The, the, mm. the joy that you should be getting when you reunite and connect with family and the community around you is not happening. For one reason or another, your <laughs> desire to create peace and understanding amongst loved ones is failing. I feel very attacked. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Listen, I didn't make up tarot. Uh, <laughs> card has it out for you. That was a ton of cups, right? Yes, uh, the ten of cups. Okay, I got coins and I got cups and I got wands. No swords. Oh, once again, that's what the points are for. Hopefully, since uh, <laughs> yeah. swords do factor into your health, might not be a bad okay. idea to point put a point or two into that. But, My uh, future is so bleak. Maybe I have no health. <laughs> <laughs> You don't invest in cups. You don't need those relationships. They're just going to leave you eventually. <laughs> They're just going to leave me. If you don't have a family, how can your destiny come to pass? <laughs> That's true. Hello, heroes, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, this week I want to let you know, you probably heard in the previous episodes that I said that those episodes were going to be my final series, and they were to a point. I'm not going to be running any more games for one shot in the foreseeable future. We have some sessions that have been recorded uh, that James uh, arranged. We have something special coming up because I don't know if you noticed the episode numbers, but we are approaching our 500th episode of one shot, which is really stinking cool. And... We have the auditions for the hosts of One Shot, or the new host of One Shot, in process still. Uh, it's a long process. It's very important that we find the absolute right person for this job. And we are going to be doing something special for One Shot, for you, the listeners, for the people who are auditioning, and it'll be on this feed. However, we're not going to say just what it is yet. You're going to have to stay tuned and just wait with bated breath while we get some details, a lot of details, worked out behind the scenes. But I'm very excited for you to hear what is going to be coming on One Shot. It's a very exciting time. I will also remind you real quick before we head into our ad break that we are largely supported by Patreon. I know, it seems ironic to be telling you this right before we're going to play some ads, but... 
the more supporters we have on Patreon, the less of this ad revenue that we need. So if you want to help out with that, head over to patreon.com slash one shot podcast and throw some support our way. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Thanks, heroes. And with all that out of the way, let's get back to the show. Thank you. Uh, it's time to go. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, hit me with that past. So your far past is the page of wands reversed. Lack of direction, negativity, feeling caged. You do not lack passion and desire to create, but for one reason or another, you are finding that your projects have not worked out as you have hoped. Uh, this represents once again, your childhood. So, you know, interpret that as you will upon it. Uh, your next card representing your most recent past is the Queen of Coins, practicality, creature comforts, and financial security. Mm. A person that is blessed with the gifts of sensual comforts and domestic talents. A motherly figure at times, she seeks to bring to her loved ones joy through all things and uh, that are worldly. Alrighty. Alright, your present. This is the Eight of Wands. Rapid action, movement, quick decisions. After the struggle, there is a time of quick movement and unstoppable action. You have an overflowing energy and spirit to add to your tasks and your projects. As for your gun, the wielder of the Eight of Wands, upon failing a skill check, can hold that card value that resulted in failure and add its value to a future skill check of their choosing. Once you do that, both your cards then return to your deck's discard pile. So that, that would be on top of like a new... Yeah, so let's say you're trying to pick a lock on a door. You fail. You can hold the card that you drew that resulted in that failure, and you can use it on any check you want to in the future. You hold on to it until you're ready to use it, and then it applies as a bonus to that check. Cool. Cool. So yeah, yours is uh, turning failure into future success. Yeah. This character is very clearly taking shape. Uh, let's go to near future. Near future. The Six of Cups. Nostalgia. Happy memories. Reunion. The happy meeting between past and present is indicated. There is a sense of wonderful nostalgia for times long ago. And then finally, whenever you're ready. Yeah, hit me with that destiny. Uh, the King of Cups reversed. Manipulation, moodiness, trickery. A master in emotions, the King of Cups can choose to use his understanding of human feeling to create peace or strife. What are his intentions? Hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, so let me know when you're all ready, and we'll move on to kind of the next step here. All right. Yeah. Let's let's do that next step. Sure. Uh, so the next step, if you haven't done it already, is to spend. Uh, you now we did some play testing. We discovered that five points really isn't enough. So you have seven points to spread among the various stats you have, however you wish. Seven. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. So the reading sort of represents how fate played a part in your making. The points here are supposed to represent how you played a part in your making. While fate can make decisions for us, it is not the only thing that leads us to the path we are on. Our own decisions do matter. Feel free also to discuss amongst each other what you're kind of building to with your stats, just so you know. You have an idea of what everyone else is doing. I am I am, I am maxing, because uh, I, I like the idea of somebody who is kind of lopsided. <laughs> I'm, I'm going very high in wands and cups. So I have one in swords, four in wands, two in coins, and five in cups. They have an enormous force of personality and almost no ability to analyze the situation around them. 
Um, they can act on their feet, but they have very little strength at all. Um, and uh, well, I'm just going to see what kind of trouble this this person gets into. Um, I had an idea for a uh, knucklehead, and I think I'm building that knucklehead very well. Okay, um, I'm kind of building a kind of a balanced person. Three in swords, four in wands, two in coin, three in cups. Just based on like the past life of childhood of like practicality and then kind of jumping into this brave new world, she strikes me as the type who's like, Family wanted me to go into the family business, but I decided to be an adventurer instead. This brave new world sort of thing. Um, my stress is 14, which <laughs> means I can endure quite a bit, but I don't do that much damage. So I think that speaks volumes <laughs> to, to my contribution to this fake world. Oh, stress is times two. Oh, I see. Health is also. And my character's name is Molasses Stripe. Ooh. That's amazing. And then after, we'll move on to building your, our personal decks after mm-hmm. we sort out our stats. Okay. Exactly. And like, what great heavy language to start out a game with. It's very like, it's heavy, even though it's your life sh- that should be fun and exciting, but <laughs> it's very heavy. I like it. You know, um, tarot cards have always been ones that have uh, bore both good and ill omens. So we figured why, you know, turn away from that. Why not embrace it a bit more? Mm-hmm. James, you look deep in thought over there. Yeah, I'm trying to come up with a last name here. <laughs> Most important. That's always the part. Oh, I I didn't say I. My character's name is uh, Credence Soonsayer, and uh, I think that they got that last name um, by losing a bet. They had to. They were set. They were. They were establishing new aliases after you know needing to getting into trouble and needing new names. They lost the bet with their friend. And because they have no coins, they're always terrible at reading situations. So they're always the first person to say something dumb and then regret it because they spoke too soon. So that now they're just called Credence Soonsayer. <laughs> Reminds me of that uh, Trios of Horror where Bart sells his soul to Millhouse and it actually ends up doing something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think that was a Treehouse of Horror. I think that was just a standard episode of The Simpsons. Was it? Yeah, I felt that was that a trio was... of horror because I'd have to look it up after this because it's going to bother me if I don't know, but I'll save that for later. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I, I have finished uh, creating this character. This gentleman is Ignatius Bartholomew Thingamajig. He is a <laughs> genius inventor, or at least a self-proclaimed genius inve- inventor. Uh, he's a little balanced. He's got three swords, four wands, one coin, three cups. He's, you know, not very good at really paying attention to the people around him, but he is good at thinking on his feet and he's got, you know, a bit of an allure, a bit of charm, uh, uh, which, you know, draws people into inadvisable business relationships with him. It's almost like a Doc Brown kind of charm where it's like, you know, you probably shouldn't get involved with Doc Brown, but there's just something about him. I'm thinking car salesman. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's it's very car salesman. I mean, he's he's one of the, the you know, Western snake oil salesmen. Mm. He's got the liniment that will cure all your ills. Just apply yeah. it directly to your government. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going for you, Jules? Um, good. I'm assigning skill points. Okay, so I think 
I'm going to be Dina Darlin. Oh, a um, debutante comes from very wealthy stock, but maybe her family has fallen on hard times and uh, she's going to uh, San Francisco to link up with a gentleman caller that might be able to um, secure her future. Oh my gosh, we definitely run in the same circles. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll meet you at the tea room. all right well if everyone's done assigning their stats so the next thing we'll move on to is building your personal deck uh so arcana arms is by design a diceless game the idea being once again we're embracing that tarot so the resolution mechanics for our games is actually based on a personal deck you build uh so the way that works is depending on how your stats came out you would take your highest stat second highest stat going down and you would add cards to your personal deck based on that and so for example and i'll just go through it uh so whatever your highest stat is and if you have a tarot deck you know i can the it matches one for one if you have a playing card deck i can tell you what suits match to you know what you need so for your highest stat so whatever one you have the most points in the cards you want to include are the ace the five the nine and the king that matches that suit if we were going through like one of the players specifically maybe me Hmm. um if we were just to run through (laughs) Stat. clever clever stats, use. Do you, stats do you mean derive stats no your main or... stats your swords your okay. coins your wands and your cups okay so if we were going through molasses stripes sure. character sheet it would probably my highest stat is 14 your swords your coins your cups and your wands uh, 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 uh. oh sorry wands is four so wands is your highest so you would include yes. for you if you're using a regular playing card deck uh, the uh-huh. wands are equal to the clubs, so you would need the ace of clubs, the five of clubs, the nine of clubs, and the king of clubs in your personal deck. All right. And then we we take all of those, and we once we've done that for each of the suits... You shuffle it take, together, shuffle and that's your together. Uh Yeah, the only thing that matters is if your arcana arm would match a card that is supposed to be in your deck already. You do get to instead add another card that is of any suit, as long as it is not a face card. So, for example, Gosh. let's say Swords is your highest stat and your Arcana Arm was the Ace of Swords. You would instead get to pick a card of any suit that is non-face and add it to the deck if it isn't already there. So, my Arcana Arm is the Seven of Clubs, and I don't need to worry about it because my lowest stat is Swords. And that means that the Seven of Clubs is not in my personal deck. Yeah, if you need me to break it down for each player, you know, kind of what you need, just let me know, and I'm happy to read it out. Uh, the only thing is the page doesn't exist, obviously, in a playing card deck. Since no one has a major arcana, feel free to use a joker in place of the page. While we have dead air, I'll explain that uh, while they're making their personal decks, there are two other decks that uh, need to be considered here, if you plan on running this game in the future. Uh, so you will have a general deck, which will include every card of the tarot. That deck is for if a player doesn't have a skill they can use in a situation. Instead of drawing from their personal deck, they would draw from the general deck and use that as their result, adding it to their stat. And then finally, there's also what we call the intervention deck. Uh, This is a deck composed of the major arcana of the tarot. Basically, the players may spend a fate point, which once again, we'll kind of go into a little bit more when we're playing, to draw a card from that instead of doing a normal skill check. And we would interpret the card result to, you know, what's going on in the scene. I totally did not borrow that from anything James does in other podcasts. Hmm. Um, I have a question about the card that matches your Arcana arm. I know that mine was the Knight of Wands. 
Um, so does that just correlate to it using it as a joker or just using that non? Um, so the knight would actually match up to the jack in a normal deck. Okay. Because it's king, queen, knight being jack. Page is the one that doesn't match up because there is no fourth face card in a normal playing deck. That would be a joker. So you said you were the knight of what was your gun? Wands. Wands? Nine of, yeah. So you would do the, uh, jack of clubs would be representing your arcana arm. Jack of clubs. Gotcha. Thank you. I'm just putting in my skill points. I always, I always love seeing what skills are selected, and I love that. I love that rumor milling is a skill. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm having to make some really tough choices because some of these skills just look real juicy. Yeah, if you're moving on to skills, I'll kind of read out the skills for the people who are listening here. Uh, we have athletics, which kind of does what it says on the box. Uh, jumping, climbing, anything of that sort would be mostly handled by your athletic skill. We have animal kinship, that is the you know husbandry, taming of animals, getting them to like you, or maybe just getting them to leave you alone if that's your preferred method. Uh, bribery, um, knowing how to bribe someone. Turns out that isn't something most people just can do. It's easy enough to walk up to someone and offer them money. It's hard to do it in a way that just doesn't scream, I'm trying to bribe you. Brute force, um, this kind of plays in with athletics. It's your ability to you know, knock down things, break things, tear them apart. You know, destruction of property, if you want to put it in the skill term. Uh, we also have determination. This is your ability to preserve through hardship. So, for example, if you're wandering the desert and you need to, you know, you're out of water, you need to keep walking to get to the next town, determination is what's going to get you there. Fast talk, um, sort of uh, persuasion if you aren't having an actual conversation with someone. If you just need to brush them aside real quick to get in somewhere, you would use fast talk. Gambling. Games of chance gather information, learning, you know, the lay of the land, learning about the people in the town you're in. Intimidation, once again, very, what it says in the box. We have knowledge, which, um, you know, represents any sort of knowledge you want to have. When you do put points in the knowledge, you can pick, you know, one specific knowledge, or you can take the skill multiple times to put it into different forms of knowledge your character might have. We have languages. Uh, you obviously, you know, we assume baseline that your character can read and write their native tongue. But if you wanted to learn another language, you'd put a skill into that. Say what language it is, and that's how we would use it. Leadership. The ability to guide and direct groups of people to a single goal. Negotiate. Uh, that's mostly used for business dealings, you know, negotiating the price of whatever you're trying to sell, whatever you're trying to buy. Persuasion. That's uh, the long form of fast talk. Convincing someone through a debate or an argument to your side, bring them over. Then we have the, uh, as stated earlier, rumor milling. That's the ability to create and spread rumors and legends. So, you know, uh, it's one thing to save the town. It's another thing to get that town to remember your name. <laughs> then we have seduction. Uh, seduction uh, works. You can seduce anyone, regardless of gender, as long as they are attracted to you. So, uh, skullduggery, uh, criminal actions, picking locks, picking pockets, you know, planning a robbery. That would all fall under skullduggery. Unless, you know, you can always... You know, we have the thing of, if you can roleplay it, we're fine, even if you don't have the skill. We have stealth, just the ability to stay hidden and hide things on your person. And finally, survival. While determination will get you through the desert, survival will find you that water in the cactus in the desert. <laughs> and the way skills work is, um, you pick the skill you want to use. So, for example, let's say I have an example here. of You are trying to seduce someone, so you're going to use seduction. But the way you seduce them is where your stat's going to come into play. 
if you are seducing them just through your raw physique, that would be swords. But if you're seducing them through, you know, talking to them, getting to know them, getting them to like you, that would be more cups. Gotcha. So yeah, the idea is the skill represents what you are doing. The stat is representing how you are doing it. Yeah, when I saw that when I saw that we had twenty points, I was like, "Ooh, baby, we have a, I have, I have a, so many points." And then I spent them all, and I was like, "Oh wow, yeah, it's, they go pretty fast." Yeah. Yep. <laughs> twenty seems like a lot until you realize there's a lot of skills that your character might want to have. Yeah. But all right, um, let me know when we're all done there, and we'll move on to sort of the uh, final parts here, and we'll get ready to jump into the game. I just realized I could edit this document, so. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. Uh, so the next part, and uh, this is just something you can write anywhere on your character sheet, uh, you'll have three fate points at the start of the game session. And uh, so the uses of those fate points, you have a couple here. Uh, you can spend one fate point at any time you're doing a check to draw a card from our intervention deck. Or if you are in combat, uh, we have an action called Take a Breath. Uh, if you wish to reduce the length of time it takes to do that action, uh, you can spend a fate point to do that. Uh, for two fate points, um, you can make a small narrative declaration on the scene. So, you know, if you want to declare that two people are having a conversation, but you were listening in the whole time, two fate points, you were listening in. And then finally, for three fate points, um, it is a large declaration on the scene, completely game-changing as to what the scene's about. So, for example, um, let's say you are all having a gunfight with a group of bad guys in a building. Three fate points, or, you know, um, if you want to do any way other than that, uh, you can, you know, declare that the barn that you're all having the shootout in is now on fire. So now you're changing what is happening in the scene. And you can gain fate points um, by just doing some good narrative play. Or whenever you draw your arcana arm from your deck, you would gain a fate point. And now, finally, uh, you'll see at the bottom of the character sheet, there should be a list for five questions for your character. This is just a little bit more character building we wanted to include. So the five questions we have are, what is something your character fears? What is something your character hates? What is something they love? What are they willing to fight for? And what are they willing to die for? Just some, you know, light, you know, puff style airy questions listen yeah everyone knows what they're willing to die for in life that's just something (laughs) we all know weirdly weirdly like i i immediately had an answer for what willing to die for and i'm struggling with what they're willing to fight but not die for (laughs) (laughs) what's the one where it's like i'll i'll like get into a fist fight over this but if they pull out guns like okay that's 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 good enough let's back off there actually i know what i do i know what i do guns for but i'm not gonna (laughs) throw hands (laughs) i wouldn't throw hands for this only guns only guns I have a gun. I'm going to use my gun. I'm going to use it for this. What's the? Uh, I love the. I've only seen it. I've only seen the GIF of this, but the Simpsons episode where Homer is walking through like some kind of like municipal center and Moe's doing a dance class. Where, do you know the GIF I'm talking about? He's talking about like. Yeah. He was talking about a self defense class or something. It was like, okay, hit him with this, and it's like a dance class, and he starts break dancing, <laughs> and then he like does a backflip simultaneously reaches behind the desk that was right next to him, just gets a, a shotgun out and starts shooting <laughs> holes in the wall. Yes. I would die for dance. 
No, it's not. I love that. Love that character (laughs) choice. In a game that does not have a dance skill, that's the best choice. Yeah, we could fit it under athletics. Athletics Um, would be dance. My character is willing to die for his freedom. He's willing to fight for money. He loves to. He loves to gamble. He hates the law, and he fears society, specifically being required to do an honest day's work. So. My my character fears being ignored, uh, hates red tape, loves himself, would fight for his own ideas, and would die to not have to admit that he's wrong. <laughs> that is so good. I love. That's I love. Awesome. Very clear picture you have just painted. <laughs> I love hates red tape. Yes. Um, my character fears being alone, hates being ignored loves being adored will fight for love will die for herself i love uh, that it's beautiful <laughs> i'll just these throw my very, sheet in the trash <laughs> yeah these are very deep <laughs> she fears water <laughs> uh, lo- loves breaking expectation hates uh heavy coats um she'll fight for land in possession and will die for no man. Hell Ooh. yes, hell yes. With the twist, the, with the negation, I love that. I didn't even think about that. He hates heavy coats. He- he hates heavy coats. I, is I so love. Good he- I so love strong. hates heavy coats. That's so good. It tells me a lot about the character. I don't know who she. Is. You know, it works. You're going to be in like a desert town. It's fine. You don't have to wear. Heavy I know who there. she is. She's someone in a sensible light jacket. Oh, that's <laughs> she is. Just a nice light duster to keep the dust off her clothing, but not mm. heavy enough to get her to overheat. It's just sensible, and it's fashion, and it's function, everybody. Okay? All right. Uh, so before we get started, if you all just want to give us the name of your character one more time and just the brief you know, personality description of them again, I think we're good to get started. Uh, James, if you want to start us off. Yeah, that is Ignatius Bartholomew, uh, Bartholomew Thingamajig. He is a deranged millionaire genius inventor uh, traveling about uh, the the world, uh, sort of trying to sell people on his new wild inventions, ill-advised as they definitely are. All right, Jacob. I'm playing Credence Soonsayer, all-around ne'er-do-well gambler, uh, layabout, and uh, con artist perennially running from the law. All right, Rashawn. My character is Molasses Stripe. She comes from a well-to-do family, the Stripes. She struck out on her own and deciding to come back to San Francisco for her own um, real estate power grab. Excellent. And Jules? I'm Dina Darlin from the Montana Darlins. Um, a debutante and heiress looking for a rich husband. I love it. <laughs> this episode of One Shot features music from the following artists. Mistreated Blues by Mississippi Lightning. This episode of One Shot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. Find more of their work online anywhere at the other Tracy. That's it for One Shot this week. 
but don't worry. We'll be back with part two of Arcana Arms next week. As usual, we end one shot with a call to action, and heroes, I don't know if you have noticed, but there is anti-trans legislation being floated and passed all across the entire country. Almost every single state in the union has laws that are being considered or unfortunately have already been passed. Now, normally when I tell you about this stuff, I exhort you to go to fivecalls.org and to look up your federal uh lawmakers. In this case, heroes, hit closer to home. Call your state lawmakers. Call your local lawmakers because cities can speak out against this stuff too. It is a really dangerous time in some places to be trans and to be out. And if a simple phone call can make the difference in someone's life, if it can tip the scales in a way that makes people protected and more safe, then it's very much worth making that phone call. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.